Hey everyone, welcome to the Higher Points Podcast. I'm Nick Sowers here in the studio with my buddy Nate Hyatt. Uh, we're coming at you with a to the point. This is our opportunity to kind of just uh, tell you about what's been going on our in our lives, things we've learned, questions that people have asked, stuff like that. Um, it's usually a shorter 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, we have a longer full-length one where we interview people and just come up with things that we've learned, uh, or excuse me, come up with things they've learned and just try to learn, grow, and have inviting conversations. So uh, with that being said, um, I was going through uh, my devotional uh, called The Invisible War, and I just wanted, I'm not going to get like super churchy and like do any preaching or anything, but it gave me like a little bit of a perspective shift, and I just wanted to kind of share that. So I just want to read that change requires new thinking. Changing your life requires new thinking. The battle to change the defects in your life is always a mental battle. It starts in the mind, and it's won or lost there. You're not going to change until your thoughts and attitudes change. This is why daily quiet time is important. The time you spend intentionally studying God's word and in prayer is a spiritual renewal in your mind. If you're not going to do that, you're not going to have the power to change. Do you know what the theological term for change of mind in? It's the word repentance. To repent literally means to change your mind. The word repent is actually a Greek word, uh, matonia. Matonia uh, means to change in your mind, to turn from death to life, sin to forgiveness, guilt to to peace of mind, hell to heaven, my way to God's way. The positive change in your life will be when you repent of your sins and turn from regret to peace of mind and forgiveness. You have to learn to think in new ways about your defects. Defects are often strengths being misused. That's a new way of thinking. You probably never thought of that, but that's repentance. That's a change of mind. Your defects are often the strengths God gave you being misused. You have to change the way you think. Philippians 2.5 says you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. God wants you to learn to think like Jesus. How do you do that? Again, it's a choice. You've got to make a choice and say, Lord, would Jesus think about this? The more you fill your mind with the word of God, the easier it's going to be. And I won't, I won't necessarily read the scriptures. There is a little bit of scripture in here. But the part for me that was kind of like mind altering was the part where it says you have to learn to think in new ways about your defects. Defects are often strengths being misused and that's a new way of thinking. And that kind of hit me like a little different because, you know, no matter what, we all have things that we struggle with, whether that's drugs, alcohol, anxiety, depression, um, you know, pornography, whatever that struggle is in your life. Like, I think it's always easy to see ourselves as like this thing that's like broken that we're trying to literally like put tape across or maybe put like super glue in and like put it back together and make it whole again. And it got me thinking when it says that your defects are often strengths being misused. Like, let's use anxiety for a reason or for an example. Anxiety is something that we all have. It's a natural human emotion. But where we take that anxiety and like point it or use it, right? Like we can choose to take that anxiety, point it inward, sit and stew in it and beat ourselves up or make ourselves more depressed or whatever, right? Whereas that anxiety is actually a good thing. So like let's say you're having anxiety over like this project that's due at work or a piece of homework that's due at school. You take, you can take that energy and point it inwards at yourself and just be like, oh, like, you know, I really don't want to do that, blah, blah, blah. But what that anxiety is trying to help do is that's your body's internal mechanism of realizing 
that like there's like not this there's like this consequence like if I don't get this project in or I don't get this homework turned in or whatever there's like this consequence I'm gonna get a bad grade. It's your body's way of showing urgency to yeah something yeah and so and that's like a good admirable trait right that's self preservation. So what you can do is you can point it inwards and make yourself more anxious, more depressed, more insert you know whatever you're struggling with here. Or you can use that strength, right? That is your body telling you. It's a self-protection mechanism. Like you always think of yourself in the future tense. Like right now in the past tense, I'm doing things to help my future self. Like if you think of your future self as a friend that you're doing favors for, like doing your homework early or getting this project done early or making steps forward in progress to do things better for your family, like that is a strength that your body has. I thought the same thing with if you're struggling – uh, with things like um, addiction, um, because I could see a lot of people that I've talked to in the course of being a law enforcement officer, they struggle with addiction because like, say they were sexually molested as a child, or they had a parent that maybe didn't love them or beat them or something like that. Right. So that is you making sure that you, when you, when you inject that substance or drink that substance, you're giving a chemical release into your brain that makes you feel good. Right. So you're again, Never making sure that your body feels that pain again. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're going about it in the wrong way. But if you look at that of itself, like as a, like if you look at it kind of in a self care, and this is not me advocating for people doing drugs or doing alcohol, <laughs> but what I'm getting at is what can you do in your life to make sure that you never experience that pain again? Choosing adequate partners in marriage, choosing adequate partners in dating, uh, making sure that you're maybe not looking at certain things like certain videos on like TikTok or Facebook that give you anxiety, depression, or make you like feel those emotions again. But even better when we think of that. Surrounding yourself with friends and that kind of stuff that are going to support you and push you and make you better. That's exactly where I was going with it is you can also take that defect. and, And this isn't me saying like, this is just some easy process. You flip a switch, right? But you can take that defect of like self preservation. And I don't want to feel these feelings and, and helping to like realize that other people are feeling those feelings and what can I do to maybe help them? You know, how can I help them to feel good? And if I see that I'm, I'm moving someone out of that abuse cycle or out of that self abuse cycle, like that gives me internal peace, internal like gratification and mm-hmm. helps me. So like that was just my way of thinking like we all have the things we're struggling with, whether it's alcohol or anxiety or whatever it is, like everyone in this world has something that it is that they struggle with, mm-hmm. right? That it's easy for someone else to do it, but it's hard for me. And why? And you can see yourself as this like cracked, broken, like just piece of crap or whatever it is that you're telling your brain and I've got to fix it. Like, and, and you've got to put it back together, but it's like, wait a minute. It's not, it's not necessarily broken. Like I've just got a passion for something. And I've got a, that, that, that strength and that passion is driving me this way. Now I just need to turn the wheel a little bit and point that passion that's behind that, right? Um, and like I said, whether that's not experiencing trauma anymore, your protect self-preservation, whatever it is, point it in the right direction. Yep. Is just what I came up with today. So that was what has been on my mind and what I've been thinking about. So No, and that makes a lot of sense is like redirecting that energy and that um – there's a lot – I think there's a lot of science that is that backs like helping people get out of addiction 
by as soon as they get that urge to go jump into whatever they're doing, whether that's reading a book or going to the gym or whatnot. Um, but it, it, it can also be a dangerous method because yeah. then you can begin to just like use the gym and you're going to the gym all the time and you're avoiding other things elsewhere. Yeah. Too. Trade, trade one addiction for yeah. another. I mean, it's just like anything else. Um, but if, I mean, if you're going to trade being addicted to porn to being addicted to going to the gym, you know, how, how much of a hindrance is that in your life? As long as you can still, like, you're not going six hours a day to the gym. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Well, and, and it's just one of those things where it's – the whole idea here is to – we're constantly entertained, right? Mm-hmm. If you get bored, all i got to do is turn a TV on. All I've got to do is go to – Scroll TikTok. Uh, yeah, all I've got to do – like, and so we don't sit and think anymore. We don't read books anymore. We don't like, we don't become philosophers anymore. We don't become deep thinkers anymore. And I think that's intentional. I think that the people that be want us to be distracted, right? Mm-hmm. Andy Frasilla says it the best. Personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. If I'm able to think for myself, I'm able to create my own business. I'm able to be prosperous. And I'm not living off the system. I'm not constantly consuming the Netflix or the Facebook or the Instagram and then and I'm not making them money. That's not what they want, right? They yeah. want me in those apps as much as possible, generating as many clicks, views, likes, and ad revenue for them as much as possible. And so, you know, the thing is, like, the thing about this, like, today was I took the time to be intentional in that. And I had to stop myself and be like, hey, wait a minute. I forgot to do that. And I just opened it up. And this is not what I'd planned on talking about in the, to the point, but I was just like, whoa, you know, I took that time to be in that, in that moment, in that scripture. And like, it's literally God's word as, as, as Jason said, Bible means basic instructions before leaving earth. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I, I don't think I'd heard that before. Maybe I did. I don't think I've heard it, but it's like, it's just the ruling guide. And it's not like this, like super like judgy thing that people think, think it is. And it's not like this super, like, it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside constantly. Like it's, it's hard. It's work. It's just like anything else. And like, I could have been scrolling Instagram today and like just swiping, but instead I made the choice to like open that, read it. And I got that perspective shift and the things that even I'm struggling with, I was like, Whoa, like I'd seen myself as this like broken, like, I don't know. There are times that honestly, I will admit that I feel internally worthless because I feel like I'm broken to a point that it's like I'm beyond repair. And I don't know why, um, but that's just sometimes the way I feel. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, and that was a shift of like, oh, wow. Like I'm actually, it's like, instead of seeing like this crack in a big block of cement, it's like this whole big block of cement that's being like pushed down this hill. And it's got like all this velocity behind it. And it's like this unstoppable force, but it was just pointed towards the city with a bunch of people like emblematically yeah emblematically yeah whatever that word is um <laughs> and right and it's me. gonna it's gonna like careen into this town of people whereas if it would have just pointed over here in the right direction like it was just sliding down the hill to help build the you know pyramid of giza because it's just mm-hmm. like this big piece of like granite you know and i was just like that perspective shift of like oh okay like it's not this thing that i'm just like so broken and deficient I'm like, oh, I'm just pointing the energy in the wrong direction. Yep. I'll be damned. And so that was my epiphany for the day. Um, Good luck. 
competing with that to yeah. the point right there. So I'm no actually, pressure. I'm actually going to talk about closure a little bit. Okay. So I had, you know, like with my divorce, I never, like it was just done. Cold turkey, like at the end of it, there was no more conversations. It was over. Um, I had a moment last week where I was in a new place with... Like, there was four people in the room, and I knew all but one of them from previous experience. Um, And I got a piece of information from the stranger in the room, but I had no idea who she was. And Do you even now? Huh? Do you know who they are now? I know who she is now. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because she introduced herself to okay, me. Okay, gotcha, and, good. Like, connect a bunch of dots. But she gave me a piece of information that made everything make sense. Like a complete stranger just came out of nowhere and gave me this piece of information. Um, like she's intertwined within, like, um, that group. Like she knows my ex-wife. Um, but I got this p- piece of information, and I just like I got to thinking about it later, and I was like, that it just made everything make sense for me because I always felt like there was something more to the story, and this piece of information gave me that closure that I needed, and it felt like a weight was lifted off my chest, you know, like Friday night. I was like, holy shit. Like, I like I can wash my hands of this situation now. Like it's, it's done. It's over. It's like that piece of information just freed me. Do you, did you feel like, cause I know that when you did the podcast on your divorce, you, you accepted a pretty tremendous responsibility in that, which mm-hmm. I thought was very godly and manly in general. Yep. Um, and so, like, did you feel like you were shouldering that? Like, all of this failed because of me? Mm-hmm. And then and then you kind of had maybe some levity added to the situation? Yep. Hmm. 100% is what happened. And, in like, I'm not saying this to, like, brag about myself, but I just, like, feel like there's a lot of people that go through those situations that are searching and searching and searching and searching for that closure. And I would say there's a lot of times when there's a death involved or something like that, you're, clo- you're never going to get your closure, you know? But, I, I well... I take that back. You will. But it's going to be years and years and years of forgiving yourself for something, you know. Um, but eventually, like, God finds a way to show you what he needs you to see. And that's what happened to me. And so I just, like, I just feel like it's important to share that information with people so people can continue to live their lives and be like, okay, well, God's going to show me when it is time. But you know, it's an interesting perspective shift as well. Cause we were even talking about perspective shifts before we started the podcast. Yep. When you and I first started this podcast, you would have never admitted that that was God trying to show you something. Mm-hmm. I don't think. So, I mean, it was interesting. It was not only like God showing you, but in God's timing too, because he just knew that like, yep. if he'd have showed that to you sooner, like it wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have hit or resonated in the same way. And I think maybe the native old would have, maybe like uh, not received it the same way and like maybe been boastful about, see, it wasn't my fault or something like that, yeah. you know, whereas like, you know, you went through that like basically like a grieving process. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that how you have that whole process. And uh, yeah, and so the end of that plot process is closure. So you feel like that door is like finally shut and you're feeling pretty good. And I do. It, it was just, it was crazy to me that it just out of nowhere, completely out of nowhere. Like well, me, me and, out of nowhere to you. Me and Brandon, yeah. <laughs> me and Brandon went to the this uh, um, 
We went to Geochemicals to meet with Jason West. And we were in there. And uh, so it was me, Jason, and then Angie works in there. So I was talking to all of them. And the receptionist is a stranger that I didn't know. So it was just just crazy that it just happened at a moment like that. Nice. Yeah. So do you feel like um, prior to this, like when you would get in, like you, I know you're in kind of the dating world as far as like, you know, not necessarily the hookup culture from at least from what you tell me. Um, <coughs> but uh, it just depends on the weekend. <laughs> but, but um, you know, do you feel like that uh, because you hadn't had that closure that it, it, it like hindered maybe you in the dating world at all? I think or? so because I had had a couple girls that I had dated say that like I just felt like I was always like being compared to your ex. And like I'm not saying that that's just going to go away, but it just like I've learned from those situations as well as well and it's like okay, well I need to be better about keeping that separate from this situation you know well i would tell you from the perspective as an old man as elijah would say you know i'm almost 40 so i'm old but uh is you know when you first get into a relationship when my wife and i first got into a relationship like for all intents and purposes we should not be together right now Mm -hmm. you know it was not a godly marriage like a godly way of doing it and it definitely wasn't a godly like marriage as far as like in the beginning we got married with in a church with like a common, you know, Christian values and vows and everything, but like the focus wasn't where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in that shift of both of us focusing on that, like things have just gotten so much better. Like Friday, we literally spent the entire day together. Um, and Andrea had mentioned like, this is like the best date day, date night, date, whatever, like anniversary also that we've ever had. And I'd have to agree with her. And it was it was you an guys amazing down day. There. No, no. No. We we were probably back at like what? We came probably like eight o'clock that night or something like that. Yeah. You um, mean you guys were at the house when they got home? Yeah. It's brave. <laughs> um and wow. I just picked up what you're putting down. Anyway. Um anyway, so uh but it's just one of those things that like the, the what I was getting there and trying to illustrate was not me bragging about my marriage because certainly we have room. Mm-hmm. But it's just me encouraging you as you're doing this. Like you said, you just said everything to like spur this is you said number one, you 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 so first of all you went through the process, you owned your divorce, you went through the grieving process, you've gotten some closure, you've also learned that it affected some of your relationships, so you know what to do. So I will just encourage you that someday if you just keep your standards where they need to be and keep your focus on God, because the best way to explain that is, is like if you look at the spokes of a bicycle, I may have told you this before, but for the listeners, I'm going to illustrate the point. The closer you get to the God, the closer you get to each other in marriage. Because if you look at it like the spokes of a bike, God's in the middle. As you both are traveling down the spokes of the bike, getting closer to God, you're getting closer to each other. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. So if you keep your perspective in the right place, then you're doing your level-headed best, right? God never demands perfection, right? Never demanded that. Well, he knows we don't ever reach perfection. Right. So. so what I'm getting at is he knows what's in your heart. And so you will find yourself a woman that will fulfill you. I promise you that. And one of these days, I'll be saying, 
I told you so when we're sitting on the deck smoking some stogies, okay? Yep. So um, I know you get frustrated at that, especially in today's dating world. Um, I've talked to several young men that are in today's dating world where it's either the hookup culture or people want to keep their options open and nobody really wants to commit to anything or, you know, I, I, I'm just not looking to date right now, you know, that kind of thing. And so, like, eventually, like, you're going to find the right person. Yeah. And I saw like a, a TikTok or something the other day saying those people that got married the last few years that have uh, they were on uh, Hinge or Tinder or whatever that those people were the last uh, last ones on the boat out of Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're still fighting. <laughs> well, it's it's just like um, it's just a process, man. And like you know, the thing is, is like if you get somebody that is just willing to like you know, eventually you'll find someone that's like willing to be all in and, and, and meet your standards. And, you know, and if that just, that may be an interesting process too, you know, like I never envisioned myself getting with a woman who was pregnant and then eventually marrying her, you know, adopting Eli and then having three kids. Like I thought maybe one, uh, but then I always thought it was just going to be that like date, marry, have kids, get a job, you know, like go through that, like just typical way of doing things. And that's not the way it's been. And I wouldn't change a thing. Like even all the negative, even all the negative things we've been through, I wouldn't change a thing because it's what puts me where I'm at with the knowledge that I have now and the perspective I have now, because even Eli will be the first one to tell you, which by the way, he's sitting here in the studio with us. Um, AKA peach fuzz. Even Eli. Every time you see him on the street, that's what you guys need to call him. Yeah, that's his nickname. Please call him that. (laughs) He shouldn't Um, have reminded me. (laughs) He's not happy with that right now. But anyway, even Eli would be the, like, would tell you and has told other people before that, like, like, the man that I am now as a father is different than the man I was. And he's over there shaking his head. Are you saying that just because you have to? No. I mean, and and am I perfect by any means? No. No. But, like, being able to, like, have those perspectives and those knowledge. And that's what I'm getting at with you, Nate, is you have that perspective and knowledge and you're building this, you're building your life. And when it comes to a relationship with a woman, the same way you're building your business, one step at a time, one minute at a time, one day at a time. And eventually you get, you know, kind of the prize. Mm-hmm. But then the interesting thing is you start dating and then you start that process all over. Yep. You start like getting married and then you start that process all over. And then you have children and they start that process all over. But I would encourage you that, like, the way your marriage should be is God first, your wife next, and your children after that. Mm-hmm. Because eventually your children are going to leave, and who's going to be in the rocking chair next to you? So if you guys stop dating, if you guys stop getting to know each other, messing with each other, you know, like Andre and I the other day, like, we got into this, like, play fight on our bed where, like, she'd licked me or something like that. And I was like, woman, you need to stop. Like, I'm stronger than you. You're going to regret this. And she kept going. And then I held her down. And I literally licked her entire face while holding her down. And, yeah, Eli's over there like, gross. <laughs> Terrified. But, but, like, you know, like, things like that are, like, those small little, like, things that just kind of keep it alive and stuff like that. And so um, you just have to have, when we, again, talking about perspective, you just have to have the right perspectives. Like everybody says, once you have kids, like they're the 100% focus of everything. Well, are they a big focus? 100% for sure, mm-hmm. especially that one. Um, but, you know, you have to. Uh, and he's 6'5". He's <laughs> got to be a big focus. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big focus of food. Um, but, 
but you know, just making sure you have those right perspectives. And I would just encourage you to just keep doing what you're doing, man. Cause you're a good dude. So as long as you find a woman that uh, is willing to, you know, be a godly woman as well, you're going to, you're going to provide her a very good life. Yeah. 100%. I'm not going to give up. I'll keep plugging along. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, Nate. All right. So I found a guy that I finally like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I kept plugging along. <laughs> well, that's right at 30 minutes, man. That's Sounds not what you wanted me. to talk about. You want to talk about the other thing, too, or are you good? No, I'm good with that. Okay. We can save that for another day. Yep. Cool. All right, well. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Higher Points. We appreciate every single one of you listening and uh, tuning in every week. Um, we... Uh, we appreciate the likes and shares, and uh, if you guys can go leave us a review, we appreciate that as well. Um, helps us grow so we can reach more people. Um, we are still uh, going to rent the podcast studio out to people, too, if anybody wants to come and do their own podcast and share their stories and or whatever idea you have on a podcast. You know, we're willing to um, rent our podcast studio and uh, help you out in any way we can. So, appreciate you guys listening. Have an awesome week. Catch up with you guys next time.